Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. You know, we, uh, we interview advisors and authors for their tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And one of the things that we always worry about is in a family business, are you taking care of the situation in such a way that your succession plan won't harm your family relationships? My guest today is Chris Yonker, and he is an executive coach with a focus on family business and succession. And he works with family business owners to get clear vision uh, or to clear on a vision, I should say, for their life in and outside of the business and to create the mindset shifts necessary to get them, get them to that spot. Now, Chris often speaks on the art of navigating family business succession while still being able to enjoy Thanksgiving dinners together. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Chris, thanks so much for joining me. Um, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Bill. I'm excited. Hey, Chris, uh, before we get into this topic, which is very interesting to me and I think our listeners as well, uh, tell us a little bit about you, your background, how you got into this this area of business planning. Um, good question. It, it's, uh, the, the short answer is it found me. Um, I wasn't seeking it. <laughs> um, my background, <laughs> um, believe it or not, it comes from sales, um, working at 3M for over 20 years and leading developing sales teams. And about 10 years ago or so, um, I was really, I was very interested in what drove people's behavior. Like, why do people do what they do? Um, it's not by mistake. And I've always been fascinated with the idea of psychology. It was actually a degree I, I thought about it doing, but never did. But regardless, um, so I got trained in neurolinguistic programming, or NLP, and I pursued a gentleman who actually um, worked with, with um, this guy worked with Anthony Robbins when uh, Robbins got started. And that really helped me understand some of what really drives what we what we do. Um, so then, about yeah, ten years ago, about nine years ago, um, one of my clients had a family he was working with, and he said, um, "I'm working with this family. He's a financial advisor." And he said, "Ah, we are stuck in this. <laughs> in this, I'm sure no one's heard that before." Working with family right. dynamics, and there's some – you won't believe this either, Bill, but there was some dysfunction in the family, and most probably no. people out there listening <laughs> don't have any of that. Um, <laughs> so, and he said, can you come in and just do a working session with them? I think you can help them individually and collectively because I know what you've done for me and my business and some of the other clients we work with. And I'm like, I family businesses? Like, I'm an only child. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, mm-hmm, yeah. seriously. Just, so I, I trusted him, right? So I went in, and right away, I was, it was a, as a natural fit. I was able to, uh, to see things immediately within the behavior and how people were showing up. And so I engaged with them, and I worked with each uh, individual 
um, as well as um, the group collectively. And um, the, the, what you know, what I found they had in common is everyone cared about their self-interest. We're human beings, right? So that's that's typical. Um, and everyone did care. Most of the people cared about the business. And most people cared about what would happen to the business and the, and the people in the business and the relationships, the employees and the customers. So um, that's that's actually where my, my entry point began. And then it just kind of led from referrals to referrals. And now it's a, a good part of what we do here. Yeah, it's a big, there's a big need out there. And you said something very important in that last uh, segment that was that you interviewed each of the individuals to find out what their goals and needs are. Uh, do you think that um, most uh, patriarchs or matriarchs of businesses, the, the heads of the business, um, really clearly understand what the, in, the key individuals are feeling and thinking? Uh, it's a great question, and the answer is no. Um, they don't. They either they think they know, um, or some cases I hate to say it, they don't care, which is probably not our audience. But I did have a situation like that I ran into uh, speaking at a major conference, and um, so here's and here's why. That's a really good question. Each person on, in a family has their own vision of what they want to do, and um, I think I may actually share a real quick illustration here. So I, I met with this family. It was a father, um, two sons and a daughter, and they were all involved with the business in different ways. And the, and the, the dad was kind of moving on. Um, he wanted just to kind of ride out a little bit. And, and there was a lot of businesses they owned. It wasn't just one. So it was a little complicated. And so I interviewed each person and just one-on-one and really got clear with them on, you know, what do they really value and what do they really want for themselves personally? Outside, mm-hmm. like you have to, you have to step outside the business and the situation, because in some mm-hmm. cases, if you ask someone, "Is this what you would do if your dad or mom did not have this company?" And in this particular situation, one of the family members said, "No, no, I wouldn't at all." And I'm like, "What would you do?" And they said, "Well, I would, uh, I would pursue something in the medical industry." And I'm like, "Whoa, seriously? Yeah." I said, "Are you fulfilled here?" No but I don't want to let my dad down. And she started to cry, and I'm like, whoa, okay. I was like, so we, we worked on that and um, got the family together, had a conversation, and she you know, told them, and they were, of course, happy for her, and they literally bought her out. And she and I, I kind of mm-hmm. forgot about you know, the, 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 the things kind of transition happened. And about a year later, Bill, I got an email um, it was someone's name. I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar, and opened it up, and it was a picture of a of a lady beaming, um, um, who, you know, was in a medical outfit and just came back from some. Um, she actually did some volunteer work um, overseas and was, you know, f- finishing up maybe a couple of years, but her RN, and um, it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome, and it was it was so cool to see. But how often does that happen? And I'll give you another example. I was in a conference speaking um, for, um, so it was a conference designed for family-owned businesses that do $250 million north. So it was pretty large org- companies, Fortune 500. Sure. And there was, uh, I was doing a, a breakout session, and <laughs> I, I was, there was um, some family members in the room, and they were not sitting at the same table. I didn't know that initially until I started you know, having dialogue. And basically, one of the family members wanted his cousin to be involved in the business, and they were holding back on rewarding him in any way unless he behaved the way they wanted him to. 
So I um, I kind of got it. I kind of got in that guy's stuff. Um, I just for me, I had a moral moral challenge with that, and I didn't think it was right. But you know, obviously they didn't hire me. But I just I felt sorry for this other person across the room, and I'm not saying they owe him anything by any means. But don't use it as leverage to try to get someone to shame them or condition them to to behave in a certain manner. It's it's not not appropriate. And quite frankly, what kind of employee would he be anyway? Right, Bill? I mean, like, what? How good would right. he be? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big problem. Is is um, a lot of times the and you and I have I'm sure run across people who have um, been doing what they do. They took over the family business and they're just unfulfilled people and. And they reach their 50s and 60s, and they're they're just miserable, saying, "I I didn't do it my way. I, I did it the family business way. My lifestyle yeah. was great, but my life wasn't that great." And so, yeah, I applaud you for you know for realizing that up front. And like you you know you always, uh, as as I've read your information, you say that you know it's important to have a clear vision for individuals and the organization in a family business. So let's talk, we've talked about the individuals. How about clear vision for the organization? Why is that so important? Sure. sure. So if you were looking at the trajectory of a company, right, even if someone decides they're going to exit and sell it and then do something with the money, regardless, the, the valuation of that company, I'm sure, is important to all the folks sitting at the table. The second piece is the customers and employees, and it goes back to the founder of a business – and Patrick Lencioni, I think, was the one that talked about this. The founder of a business is the person that really sews in the core value of the company. And any business is going to stand the test of time. That core value has, is like, it's, it's the pure essence of the company. And it needs to be distilled, understood, so that it, it can be kept. Now, it doesn't mean you can't change strategy. It doesn't mean you can't change markets. It doesn't mean you can't change how you operate. Any of those things can be can and probably should be fluid based upon the dynamics of today. However, that core value is very important because it's what keeps things in integrity. And and, and then you've got to look at it as like I've got to take my self-interest off the table to understand that what's best for the company is ideally what's going to be best for me. If it can drive, that's why I start with personal visions. If it can, if I can get alignment of my personal vision to whatever happens with this business, however that looks and understand that, then I'm going to want what's best for the business and, and the health of the business because it's going to help me get to where I want to go. Interesting. So, so you know, everybody talks about in, in business, they talk about, you know, vision, mission, values, all that type of a thing. But like you said, I mean, th- this is the, the core essence of the business. Um, when when that is drawn up in, in contemplation of succession, should the entire family be involved for, that's that's involved in the business be involved to create that it depends uh it depends on what where they stand on the business right everyone should be pulled mm-hmm. together and met with and, and collectively talk through this so that everyone you know the we can get through wherever the dynamics are and if there's history which can happen i like to get that history of the individuals on the table and work with those people in, in private working sessions in essence a lot of my clients quite frankly they'll say later on that they healed from the work or their family is actually stronger than it ever was before because of the work. When they hired me to break through mm-hmm. being stuck, in essence, it, it helped much, much further. But it's not a cut and dry answer because one, if I identify someone's in the business who doesn't really want to be part of the business, 
then why should they be involved in the process of, and I can think of one family in particular, they, uh, had, the, they had a son, two sons and a daughter. Daughter didn't want anything to do the business, uh, both sons did. One son was very engaged, one son wanted, he was entitled. Um, he showed up to meetings and he kept asking, well, what am I going to get out of this? What, well, what's in it for me first before I can say what I'm going right, to do? Right, right. And so I just I said to him, I said, you know what? If this was my company and I was your father, I wouldn't give you anything. <laughs> and I confronted him. I'm like, well, I said, every, I said, we've had two meetings now. And every meeting, when you show up, you just want to take something. You haven't given anything. You're not accepting any responsibility to do anything. And you just want a handout. So what kind of leader are you going to be in the organization anyway? You need to change how you're showing up or forget it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a strong conversation, yeah, but the dad's not going to have it with him, so pay me to do it. <laughs> let him let him not like me. <laughs> Bingo. Boy, you just hit the nail on the head with, with what I see a lot is that, that parents really want someone from the outside to come in and both evaluate and see if the – their potential successor is going to be it shows you know traits and 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 uh, you know shows that they're going to be up to the task and number two if they don't show those traits uh can you please tell them so i don't have to (laughs) you know it's awkward and that's that's where again thanksgiving comes into play you you don't want to wreck the family over a family business it's just not worth it do you do you have any advice for families who are starting to think about the succession process uh, good question. I think one one thing I'd say right away is we great, and this happens with personal visions too. You right away when we start thinking about the future, we start thinking about well, how how am I going to make this happen? And that's not the question, right? The question is is what do I want and why do I want it? In fact, we have a four four stage process. We work through people on on the personal vision and, and the business vision. And, but they have to get really clear on on what specifically we're looking for individually, and and the other. So that, I would suggest that get out of how and talk about what do you want for yourself, and why. What do you want for your family, and why. What does each individual want, and why. And also understand that the two biggest limiting beliefs are a. Am I enough? Can I do it? And B, what's possible? And oftentimes we show up with those filters. And actually, quite this is part of the reason I studied. I've been studying uh, Eastern philosophy, spirituality, and it's not that I'm, I'm it's religious context at all. But what I have found in our society is we believe that in order to get beyond where we are, we must do more. We must work harder. We must push through. We must get a lot of grit. And all these, you know, these things that, quite frankly, wear us down and burn us out. Um, but if we can get to a place of like allowing and just getting clear on what we want and and seeing the possibility. But in essence, what I would suggest, Bill, quite for that, very quickly, find somebody that you can bring in that can show you your blind spots because we can't. I can't see them for me. You can't see them for you, and they can't see them for themselves. Well, you certainly bring a, a great uh, mix of of traits into and, and qualifications in with, you know, the psychology background is, is very important for a lot of what you do, it sounds like, you know, in, in getting to know and understand people and how people work together. Um, uh, but what do you do 
when uh, family dynamics get in the way of a smooth succession, Chris? Give me, what do you mean by that? But the two people not getting along per se, somebody's not on board? Well, is that, is um, that what you're referring to? Yeah, we've already mentioned a couple of examples. For instance, yep. you have a, right. a, a child or key employee who just said, I'm just here yep. uh, because I, I am entitled. You know, I, I deserve yep. all of this, even yep. though I haven't done anything for it. Um, yep. So what happens when, when, and I've had situations where um, an older brother and a younger sister um, don't even like each other anymore, and yet they're forced yep. to run this yep. business together. What happens? Yeah. Uh, what what steps should people take to fix the family yeah. dynamics so that they yeah, can have good, a smooth good succession? And I, I I would suggest to that person and 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 that type. And if you're out there listening, think about this. If you're ha- if you have an issue with a relative, just first off, just get clear on how you want that to go for the rest of your life. Life is short; it should be enjoyed. We should have peace. We should have happiness. And there are times when someone else isn't willing to participate in the work necessary to make the relationship stronger. And in those situations, there's not much you can do. I mean, you can't you don't necessarily disown the person, but you have to take it for what it is because you can't control someone and make them do and be someone they're not. But if both parties want, like if they can answer the question, I would like this to be better. I don't like this. I, 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 but I have a hard time getting over X, Y, and Z. That's fine. But if I'm willing to like actually do something about it and accept responsibility, then then they can work with you know a counselor, a therapist, a, a good a good coach to help them to have dialogue through that process. Because you and I both know, as bad as things have happened in the past, it's a matter of us releasing and forgiving someone. And forgiveness is a big part of this work. That's a good point. You know, and a lot of business owners are in that stage, especially those that listen to this show. Chris are in the stage of thinking about, you know, I have I have children that work in the business. I have children that don't work in the business. Um, it, you know, in a lot of cases, I find that they're about they they were about to make a huge mistake, and that is, I'll just leave the business to everybody equally and let them sort it out. Um, those those can create huge family problems and discord down the road. So it's really important for owners to get involved with someone early that understands both people and processes and strategies like you. Um, what, what, uh, what would you say to, to business owners that say, you know, I heard that last statement. I agree with that. Um, what should I start doing on my own to start getting clear before, you know, what would you prefer someone have ready for you when you walk in to meet with someone? Um, what kind of information or uh, or, or strategies uh, already put together? Yeah, I would suggest what are what are the what's your ideal outcome for you personally? And what are you afraid of? What are your biggest concerns and what are your biggest challenges? And those are always the starting points, right? Because it's there's all there's we're stuck somewhere. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to reach out to anybody, right, Bill? I mean, like <laughs> we'd have it we'd have it figured out. But if we're, right. you know, and you think about, I love what you, know, you say at the beginning of this podcast in regards to the best time is five years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It gets, and it's most people wait the too long. The next best time, time is now. goes by yeah. how fast. It goes by fast. And the reason, get it, we right. understand the psychology here, though. We're delaying it because we're afraid. Because I'm afraid to let go of the business. I'm afraid of who I would be without the company. I'm afraid of what, how my daughter's going to behave. I'm afraid of what my wife's going to say about our kid if I cut them out. And we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. And those fears are what keep us stuck. 
and someone needs to address those fears and put them on the table and work with us over them because they're all illusions. They're not real, but they hold us where they are. Great information, great information. You know, I I always feel like uh, when we start an interview, oh, we got plenty of time, and then it just flies by, and we just barely scratch the surface of all the issues that can happen in a family business. Uh, but you also have a book available on Amazon for listeners called Soul Intention, an Executive's Guide to Building a Life by Choice, Not by Chance. Tell us just briefly what the book's about and, and who, who you intended the audience to be for that. Sure. That's a good question. So um, that book's really written for anyone that's uh, a business owner, an executive, um, who's created some level of financial success for themselves, that are, their business, um, in some cases, probably has owned them to, to a degree, and whether it be a succession project or not. And they're trying to create more peace, joy, and freedom in their lives, and they're not sure how to do it. And that's the, the point of the title is, you know, let's, if you're going to really architect and create something by choice instead of by chance, because if you don't do it by choice, the default is going to be chance. It's going to be like, oh, whatever is. And it gets me to orientation. If you don't believe you'll have any control of your life, then you can be a victim, and then that, so be it. And it's, that book's not for you. Um, and the other thing I'll just say real quick as we wrap up, wrap up here is I do have uh, a vision workbook available if anyone out there would like it. And uh, you can get it at uh, www.thegreatestyearsofyourlife.com. All spelled out. Love it. The greatest years of your life, right? And it is a very relevant, important topic because what we find is that as business owners, especially baby boomers, get into a stage where they're saying, "I, I want to do what's next, they have to be clear on what that is or else they might end up staying too long in their business, missing opportunities to really enjoy life. So, uh, Chris, yes, really appreciate you coming on today. I uh, hope to have you back again sometime soon. Chris Yonker, and w- is that the best place you you direct people yep. to um, to that website, the best years of your life? The greatest, the greatest years of your life.com. I'm sorry. And then also uh, chrisyonker.com, too, is another place they could go if they wanted to reach out to me. Very good. Thank you again once again for coming on. I really appreciate it, and I hope to uh, speak to you again sometime soon. Thanks so much, Bill. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 